Hi everyone, you're listening to the Bialucci Podcast, uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. If I've got any sp- oh, sorry. Hi everyone. Hello. Hi, Hi podcast everyone. Time. If I've got any splash marks on me, it was because of that bloody water thing in there. It goes from nothing the 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 where the wart comes out of it's like a needle <laughs> it just goes from nothing to like you take the skin off your hands and it's it literally on me it's like we never left with that kind of like, you know quality when we, opening when, when we was filming the um uh, the social contract we had a scene in the tattoo parlor and I had a shirt on and uh, like these chino things I thought let me just pop to the toilet went into the toilet turned it on psh, all over to me but so we had to do some footwork so I ended up putting it into the show. I was going to say, could you not have incorporated it into the market? Yeah, I did. I think we did. We, we recorded to say like... I, I'm sure I've seen that scene because yeah. I've, I've watched the show lots of horror and stuff. Yeah, we need to follow up on that. Um, well, anyway. Anyway, anyway hi. Right. Yeah. Hi. hi. Um, oh yeah, we're recording. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Karen, hopefully a new... Oh, so the, talking of social contract, social etiquette, I think <laughs> we should get it out there that because you're Dr. Karen... But no, this is my point. I want to get it out of the way. I have to use it a few times. So if we just use it for the show, then we'll drop it the second time. It could be special for you, Theo. Yeah, well, it's sort of a test show. It's, we we're have get- needed this kind of level of class, to be I, fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're using this as a sort of an introduction show just to get back on. So this isn't the full, full, full show. Um, but we're sort of... Did you want to say something, Charles? No? I was going to ask, what are you a doctor in? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently it's a doctor in philosophy. But Ooh, the, the subject's doctor. anthropology. Oh. That doctor of philosophy thing. So what what did you study to get that? It's a PhD. Yeah. Oh, so, right. So PhD. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really archaic term. But yeah, what, so. what what so before you're just studying archaeology? Yeah. And you decide what I want a PhD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't actually. I was studying English. So undergrad, I did English literature, and I loved that. I love stories, you know. And what I was really interested in is how stories told me about life and you know what it all means and why people do different things in different parts of the world and then i thought you know what maybe i could just study that <laughs> so yeah. um yeah. but what happens how do you what's the th- when you say oh, i'm going to go for a phd what do you do to do you phone who well, what- i wanted to teach i wanted to teach higher education you know at a university level at the time i started and then by the time i got through the program I, it just was so crushing and and there are zero jobs and they're so poorly paid anyway for teaching that- yeah, Even in at university. the university level, yeah. Well, it depends really? on your subject, oh. uh, but anthropology and so, well, so back up. In the U.S., anthropology is kind of the parent field for archaeology. So anthropology is the study of human culture, and there are different ways you can approach that. So it's you an study anthros, it. isn't that joint? Anthros, anthropology. What's the anthros bit? Well, Anthropo- I think it's, it's, hum- it's human, it's the joint? study of humans. I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh. That sounds entirely possible. No, I'm getting confused. Oh. Archaeology. Oh. What's the bloody thing for joints? Anthro? Oh. No idea. Arthrop. Arthrop. Arthro- like, okay. like you think about insects. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, so I'm getting joint. All that, Arthritis. 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 Yeah, so let's not talk about games, that. No, 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 no. So there's, <laughs> forget that now. So there's arth- <laughs> anthropology. Yeah, so you. you, you Anthropocene. So that's human. And the Anthropocene is the human okay, era. Okay, right, there we go. That's right, it. Okay. We're, that's it. That's exactly So archaeology. Okay, this is, I've just, okay. And yeah, it's the modern, the modern period, right. roughly speaking, in which we've just buggered everything that's been around for millions of years doing just fine without us. So it's the what, Anthropocene. What is the official class of how long humans have been around? Is it 50,000 years? 
Or is oh, it? Oh no, into the millions. Yeah. Humans? Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Mm, yeah. Modern human is that might be what I'm thinking. Well, this this is one of those really. So you're talking about caveman. You're putting issues. that as man. Well, you know, and women. There were women. There were children. Yeah. We we're all humans. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> children. Just clicked over to a new era. Yeah. To, you know. I mean, <laughs> when sorry, when we were last recorded. Well, you know where the kids, was, oh, d- did I miss something? No, it was a long time ago. So we've sort of the world has shifted since. We've yeah, yeah, we're we're in well, a, a whole new person. era, aren't we? Yeah, we're past. Well, but you know what? There's actually the reason that cave person <laughs> yeah. was the name is because the earliest evidence for human occupation is in caves, mainly in France, yeah. where they have all these oh. beautiful painting wall paintings. I mean, yeah. they're gorgeous of of the the animals, mostly the the animals that. We have various theories on why they're painted on the walls, but my personal theory is not that it's how humans survived by hunting these creatures. They were massive, you know, massive, like mastodons and woolly mammoth. They would have killed any little early modern human that they came across. They had to sort of hide in in, in the bushes and scavenge what other animals killed. So, so we're going cave people have been around for millions. Oh yeah. I mean so it's always being 50,000 years is modern man must be. Well what by person? by by 20,000 years ago for sure we have evidence for earlier what about Neanderthal? making art. Neanderthal is actually 50, concurrent with some of the early modern human species right, but yeah. it's a different species. Okay. So then we're on to Art when do you reckon ten thousand? Well, 20, for 000? sure, about twenty thousand years ago. So but creativity. it gets pushed back all pushed back all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually really important to people who study this sort of thing because it indicates there's time to do more than just stay alive. Yeah, like, that yeah. you've got leisure, <laughs> such as you want and to call is it. Is there a specialisms time. within archaeology? Oh yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. What would... Well, okay, so. Broadly speaking, time period is yeah. is often a, a way people describe their specialty. And so my training, my degree is yeah. actually in historic period archaeology, which in the United States means something different than here because we've got... Past 400 uh, years. I was going to say 19th century. Our history is yeah. nice and brief. You can yeah. read it at night and you're done. You're set. Yeah. Um, so... And that, what other... So it just it will go back mm, by era. That's what it would go yeah, yeah, well, so in this country, the person who studies uh, artifacts as well as archival materials generally is called a post-medieval archaeologist. Oh, right. But it's not, it's all about silos and identity and the okay. way people like to identify themselves. Honestly, there's written records going all the way back to the ancient Egyptians and the Romans and, and all of this. It's just, you know, it's written on walls. It's not documents that you can go look in the archives at so, so did you give up the teaching thing just wasn't gonna happen oh no no i so i love to teach and and actually what i i did a lot of teaching um, archaeological field work out in the field which okay. is really fun it's like summer field mm. you know summer camp um and obviously you're having this exciting discovery process hopefully um and i also like teaching in the classroom but it's a really tough gig to get a job right, and okay. to get tenure and my field is quite narrow, what I was technically trained to do academically. And there's 500 applications for every why job. Did you, and, why did you choose that specifically uh, to specialize in? What, what well, reason? I, I, to, for one thing, it was basically as far back as I could go in the historic period okay. in North America. Oh, I'm, right. I'm really interested in more than just looking at objects, you know, and I, I think 
you can do some amazing things looking at just the archaeological yeah. record and, and space and, and just the way humans have manipulated their built environment. But I remember I came from literature. I'm all about the written word and right, okay. I'm, I'm fascinated by that. And it's a very different yeah. kind of source right, of information. Of you know, it's, it's not at all given. Yeah. There's, there's a temptation to say, oh, well, we have historical records for this time period. Why do you need to do archaeology? Well, you know, you never heard of propaganda or anything like that, yeah, did yeah. you? <laughs> you know, so, so I'm, I'm uh, thinking about the PhD, just to get it clear in my head. So what is it? What do you, It's a specific, you spend a certain amount of time specifically. way too much time. But don't, you, but don't you have to have a mentor or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, You say, oh, I want to have a PhD. I, I what do you do? I don't know how it works here. I'm right. just going to tell you how yeah. it worked for me. But so you generally come in with an undergraduate degree and graduate programs in academic departments in the States, so not something like law or business, tend to have either a master's, or they call it a terminal master's degree, which is like a year or two, or a PhD. And to do both, you have to do coursework, you know, classes right. like you do as an undergrad at college and pass those classes. Then you take a set of exams, they're called comprehensive exams, and then to get the master's degree, you do a master's thesis, which is long, some independent research project. To get a PhD thesis, you do a much longer project, oh, okay. like three years worth of hands-on field research, and then you have to write it up. And, you know, a lot of people sort of kind of tail off at a certain point you in have that to defend, process. Do you have to defend it? Oh, yes, the defense. How can I forget that? What does that mean? Yeah, I still have nightmares about it. Well, you basically sit around a table like this, but it, the people talking to you aren't always so friendly as you guys are. And you basically, they just interrogate you on... Oh, about what you found. I, well, it's not so much what you found. They want to know why it's defensible. Why is it convincing? So it's really all about Mills. your method and your 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 data it, is it legit and how does it fit in what everybody else has done that even slightly relates to your topic because that's the idea so, yeah. so the overall idea about the phd is that it demonstrates a that you belong in this you know club of i hate to say it but largely a yeah. lot of them unhappy academics <laughs> <laughs> um but that you're contributing right. so you're standing on other people's shoulders but you've done something that's a building block other people come along and build on but it worried me there where you said it had to fit in with the other isn't there a sense of dogma there that well, what you oh, can't be rocking yeah. the boat because wasn't no, there... well, you, you, you sort of, yeah, you, you got to kind of hit the balance between right, yeah. not upsetting the boat, but taking it somewhere new. That's, you know yeah. what I mean? So, But it's playing the game because right. they all had to do it. It is. It's, so. it's Jaws in space. You've got to give some. You've got to give a little <laughs> twist on a familiar. But trip. don't offend their beliefs. You of take what something think. you know, but then sort of go e Egyptians, yeah, but, but like also like spacemen. You know, but yeah. what was um, synthesis? What was Karem's lot? What was the turkey thing? The <laughs> the what's the what was the Karem is our producer and he is Glebekli Tepe. Didn't that cause a lot of problems because they <gasps> oh, had to reset? That's one of my favorite sites. Because didn't that have to reset? Jig, what I, we you say that? Could you say the name again? Ge yeah, Glebekli Tepe. Yes, he's close. Actually, Tepe. Tepe. Yeah. Okay, I'll take you back for that. Yeah, so the thing was that nobody really thought that was that time period. People were that smart then. So they did have to sort of break apart what we thought intelligence was back then at that time. There is a bit, there Basically. is a bit, well, 
there is a bit. I think there is a bit of cultural um, sort of bias. I think there's a lot of people who look back and think, surely these people couldn't have built pyramids or cities oh, or civilizations. There must that. have been something else going on because yeah. these people are uh, these people who are from yeah. possibly other countries and maybe not white. They couldn't possibly have thought up things that we have yeah. that we couldn't think up now or all these different but that's ideas. That's what worries me that there's always that whole system is forcing you to not. It's not like the scientific method or anything. It does feel more oppressive. They're not waiting for the truth to out and, oh, it's amazing. There's always, you've got to, what didn't they say in science? You've always, you're, first you're laughed at, then you're disbelieved and blah, 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 until you eventually, oh, it's They laughed sense. at me. Yeah. yeah. And that's they what I don't me a like. Monster. So the fact of the PhD thing, I think, I bet that's not a free, they're genuinely listening to your opinion of what you found. I bet, they're, like you said, it's, oh, you've no, they want to they want, they really don't like it when you disprove what yeah. they Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so you asked about mentorship, and that's critical. You'll never get through it without a mentor. Right. But the mentor can, you know, be a, a, a more of a help. Right, yeah. In some cases. And that, it, 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 honestly, it's one of the most political jobs right, I've yeah. ever done. And it was in many ways more frustrating than sort of corporate America, which I dipped a toe in a billion years ago before going back to grad school. But really um, was surprised so, but, so slightly you know. as cutthroat as sort of the private industry you're saying it is in its own way and and actually in a special way because if you think about it if you're an employee you know you run a company whatever it is you produce a product or a service it's something outside of you but academia is it's really an, a very existential attack when somebody yeah. says no that's that's rubbish yeah you know and People take it very personally, yeah. and, you know, I get that. Yeah, because especially if you've built your whole life on a certain set of... It's beliefs. It's coming back to sort of beliefs. It is, it's right? It's beliefs and establishment. It's not just knowledge, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's beliefs. And and I think that's a really good way of putting it, and, But that, that, So that is interesting, yeah, because I suppose in the private sector you produce... So there is an... like that idea that there's an external kind of element that you're producing. Yeah, and you you're care sort of about it. You're, you're, you're invested, but you're it's the paper not clip company, like you look at it and in you the make mirror. The clips, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you do the paperclips, and then you get... Um, you can sort of, um, you know, you can, you can sort of... Um, look at how many paper clips you produced and how effective that is and you know there's the systems whereas something like academics and something you know other more intangible sort of um uh, professions yeah you can't really do the same and it becomes yeah very and do you sort of internalized do you just is, is it an open choice of what you want to get a phd in or is there like a list well as long as you can convince a department to let you in yeah um, <laughs> i mean uh, and what did you say i want a phd in what yeah well you you come up with a proposal you say, this is what I want to do, and this is why, and this is why I oh, okay, am well right. prepared to do it. And, and what was your, what did you say? What was it you I'm wanted? Like, I don't even remember. It changed so completely. Really? Is that not <laughs> stamped on you? The PhD in blah, 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 blah. You know, I was really cr like naive at the time I, yeah. I applied to my PhD program. I, I think I, I made this really broad, generalized argument about as well-developed as what I just said to you now that, well, I, I was reading books and I loved literature and I, I loved how it kind of taught me something about the human condition. So why don't I just look at the human condition right. and study that? I mean, I think I dolled it up with some kind of right, yeah. nice flowery language. It worked. I don't know. So it sort of surprised me, like, to be perfectly the, honest. Because I'm not educated. So the, <clears throat> the, the weight of the word PhD is quite heavy on me. But it seems like you were sort of like, oh, I'll just have a PhD. I'll do a PhD. I, you <laughs> like, know what? what? I, I'm I have been a geek since I came out of. Have you got a good memory? Like I, not always. No. Actually, there are a lot of things I have a real difficult time remembering. Yeah. I'm a big con I'm a big picture right. person. Details 
elude me. I've, I'm like constantly writing notes on my phone so I don't forget stuff I need to remember. What, uh, what year did you get your PhD? 2006. And is, is there a ceremony that comes along like a graduation? Oh, yeah. There you is. You to wear the robes and, oh, yeah. Did you throw the hat in the air or was that me watching TV again? I think I must have. Yeah. And yeah, do you get See, a, this is, I told you I don't remember some things. I don't remember that. <laughs> do you, is there anything, what comes along with it? You've got a, you got a thing that says. Uh, a diploma. I don't yeah. know why I did a school. Oh, should have lied. Should have lied. Just made it up. None of us. I had would a know quill me. and a feather. <laughs> None of us would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I threw that. Your, I got a it sword. Went... I got everything. <laughs> and then froze. And when you jumped in the air, um, that would have been cool to get a sword. Right. So you did your thing. You got your PhD. Did educationally wise, is that enough now? There was nothing that comes after that. No, I did a postdoctoral thing too. Just because oh, so I'm crazy. Now? I did it here actually. It, it's a. It's As in a, post. It's called postdoctoral. Oh, okay. Fellow, so the doctoral whatever. is the PhD. Yeah, so, so postdoc, you can oh, do right. one more thing. It's it's not a degree, but right. it's sort of a designation. And it was just another project, but it was on the topic of Victorian London, and it was actually here. Oh, okay. At um, uh, it was a joint thing at Queen Mary University. Right, and, and why that? Any reason? London. Um, I applied for it. I got it. I, I really wanted to do it. It was actually, though I am an archaeologist and they were hiring an archaeologist, it involved working with a whole bunch of collections that had been dug up at three different sites over decades in, in the area around London and stuck in a, in a closet, basically, at the Museum of London because they were considered too late in time to be interesting. They're post-Georgian. So they were Victorian periods, like 19th century, back to this thing of, well, well, we don't, why do we need to do archaeology? We've got all these written records. We've got Charles Dickens, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you need the archaeology because it tells a different story. But I was hired to actually do all the archival research to try to associate oh. these collections of objects from three different sites, house, house sites, domestic sites, as we call them, and try to reconstruct who lived there and who used this stuff and when. So I really wanted the job. I was so excited I got it. And did you get the postdoctoral thing? I got it. I, I even got paid to do it. That that's the nice. thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you do a lot of free work in the in this right. business. So. Right. So that's the education sword. So I've got a thousand. Yeah. So what's the what's what's what are the what are the big, biggest finds that have happened in history? What's the Rosetta Stone? That has to be one of them. Fine. Well, it, that, top that, five, like what would have been the big things? I mean, <laughs> top five of all five things in history. history. We have okay. a countdown of music at like top of the pops. Yeah. Uh, number four. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to know what you guys think, actually. Well, as, is that a stone? As, That's got to be up there. Well, it that maybe. Have, you know what? It's really famous. But I, I'm actually thinking to myself, what what was exciting about the Rosetta Stone wasn't finding it, but when they were able to crack right, yeah, the yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah. So it was Champollion. See, I remembered that for some reason. This French guy, right? Who it was a mix of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. written in in um, hieroglyphic, uh, which is the pictures that we think about on the tombs, and hieratic, which is their script form in ancient Egypt, right. like when they're in a hurry and they're yeah. writing in cursive, <laughs> they don't have time to make pretty pictures. And, um, and I don't actually remember the third it language. Greek, isn't it? it was Latin. Latin. It was. I think Greek sounds more. No, that's too modern. I thought it was Sanskrit. No, it's was the Ptolemies. No, 
no, I think it was green. I am telling you. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. Now oh, we're on to one of the things that I just don't remember. But they were able to to decipher the code. Right, yeah. Because yeah. of the, the frequency of this, the, what's called a cartouche. And it, it turns out it's name of a of a pharaoh inside this right. symbol again and again. And they work backwards and all that. Because it was so phonetic, I, wasn't I, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's exciting to be able to decipher the hieroglyphic code but yeah. i don't know i'm not sure i mean what, what do you think if you think um probably i mean there's the um dead sea scrolls is that a big thing on nah, it's all no. about religion so you might as well just Actually, talk about not all cloud. of it so, yeah but, you know dinosaur some dinosaur <laughs> finding a dinosaur was it um, just, I'm bringing it back to just dinosaurs. <laughs> just dinosaurs. <laughs> just, no, I mean, love some dinosaurs. Big, yeah. big, I don't study thing. them, but I think they're cool. Um, I suppose the, <laughs> there's that lion-headed man. Tutankhamun. That, that was one. That's an example of when people lion-headed? started worship. It's, it's from somewhere in Germany. Um, so it's got a really memorable name, like Look and Gungensteigen von Lion. And you're like, right. Or Tafira. Just call it. Call it. It's really like, Goodbye to our German listeners. Um, the same. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, because I think that was, to, that was an example of when we stopped worshipping just people. Oh. Um, because it was an abstract figure, because it's a, obviously what was lions it? don't have human bodies. The Nazis sent out people to search for something about the. It was like, a, uh, well, here we go. <laughs> Indiana Jones is not a documentary. No, I know, but he did. <laughs> it isn't? Was, that's why I became an archaeologist. <laughs> uh, what was what I see? When you said you were, I was on the dick. Fear of Destiny was one of the things. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? And what is that a religious thing? Uh, it's meant to be the spear that pierced Christ's side. Uh, the, oh, when, and it's when supposed to make you crucified. invincible in battle. What about the shroud? Did you, the, the, was that a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, was that oh, a No, fine... it dates to the 13th century or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Carbon, so dating, carbon that... dating is the thing. That, it's like the big spoiler. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's like, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, the things, you know, you could buy them. You know what I mean? Catholic things. Um, Relics and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this person had an awful lot of fingers. Bones, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Everyone, selling them by the pack. Yeah, they had like bagfuls of yeah. like, um, you know, uh, St. Paul's like thumbs and stuff. And it's just like, where are you getting all these thumbs from? <laughs> well, there's something like 36 sites that claim to have the nails of the true cross. Oh, right. You yeah. know, that, that's, that's they it, didn't nail him that carefully. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. that would have taken It's a lot of nails. They really yeah. nailed him yeah. down. Yeah. The, um, there was a guy on some podcast and he was saying he wanted to get his. Fa- He'd paid so that all his families, they died off like over two generations, would be buried in armor. He said, I just want to confuse people in the future. <laughs> just like thinking, I go, what era is this? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've always wondered this. Um, you're going to laugh, but I'm just getting them out of the way. When is it okay? It's going to be aliens. To, no. It's when is it aliens. okay to start digging up dead bodies? Because if I say 100 years, you go, no, you're a psychopath. I, I, if I say 1,000 years, you go, I think no. it depends on the purpose. But that's yeah, what I mean. Gonna, You're looking for a girlfriend. In what context? If you say there's a body, no, because there's, there's no context. If you say there's a body there. <laughs> See, I told you. You mean there's no context? No, because let me finish. All right, okay. If all right, I say right. I found a body and we think it's 50,000 years old, no one's going to go, well, why are you digging out? It's just, no, it's old. Are you asking at what out. point well, do we have to you... call the police? Yes. <laughs> when do you stop calling the police? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You go, hang on, we just found a body. I think we better talk to the police. Well, yeah, because there like... must be a legal term that says, no, you can't do it then. 
but yeah. you can do it. A million years, you're digging up the body. I don't care who. Oh, yeah, but how do you? you know, here's the problem. A little bit of a chicken and egg yeah. problem here, Theo. I mean, you you can't possibly know how old it is till you dig it up. But so this is what I mean. I don't, you can say, "Oops, it wasn't a million years old. I'm going to bury it again." But say you like a what the, what the. The tomb coming, what would you buried in the tomb or whatever? You know, yeah, yeah. right. They're, they're digging it up, they're not going, well, maybe it might not be that old. They're going, well, no, it's yeah, buried. it was 1922 and it was, you know, the age of empire, so it was a little bit things are different. Now. <laughs> but sorry, <laughs> I'm a British man, <laughs> <laughs> I know better. Let me, let me, let me enlighten you. But if, like, if I if, if you're a building contractor and you're doing yeah. digging work and you're 30 foot down. And you hit bodies. You stop. Does it automatically become a murder scene? I you think you I mean? have to call. I well, think no, it, it doesn't become a murder scene. But, but yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, What's yeah. the rules that govern? Having seen several Law and Order episodes on this, I have to say it seems oh, yeah. that they immediately call the uh, uh, Lenny and Briscoe, Lenny Briscoe, and um, Detective Green, I believe, uh, and they come off and have a look, and then they say, "Actually, this body was uh, two years old," and and then they investigate. In fact, interesting. I knew a copper, and she said to me, "Whenever you turn up to anybody's passed away, it could be an old lady in a council flat. When you turn up, it's a murder scene yeah. until you can convince yourself Is it's it? not. Yeah, oh. everything's seen as a murder. They go from that end yeah. until you can convince yourself it's not a murder scene. Murdered by time. Well, yeah, because they, they have to assume because in case they, it has, you have to assume it's a crime scene basically. Yeah, so no matter how simple it, it is, right? So you yeah. don't destroy evidence. Yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Because even, even if it's a, that's an a old... grim way to start your day. I'm off to see another murder scene, honey. Oh, I, I knew a few people in uh, medical in, in the medical profession. One's at police officers as well, and they have to do this thing where they take you to show you a dead body so um i can't remember the medical but the police is certainly you get like a not a mentor but you've got somebody that's been there years mm. before for a month and they wait for a dead body to come up it could have been an accident could have been passed away and they they try to get you in front of a dead body as soon as possible just to see if you're one of those people that just immediately faints like some people have sick and don't like it but some people just like that will go out and they have to know in advance <laughs> so medical professions wow. they literally in part of your first year course they just get everyone in a room knowing that about, I think it's 10% of the people are just going to pass out immediately. They don't even know. They see the dead body and they drop. It's like blood. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. an automatic reaction with some people. You know, yeah, I know like, somebody that as well. He I'm goes like into that. the doctors and he has to tell them, I'm a fainter. So they lie down, <laughs> they put the needle in and he just goes out. That well, feels like I've, a design I've flaw, the, doesn't it? Yeah. I a, have that design flaw. Yeah. But that's what I mean. If you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger and it scratches your leg, you're like, well, I'll faint now. I also and then was you're deeply that's myopic. Me, yeah. I would have been left on the hill to die in Sparta a thousand times <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, so... But if you so, oh, I said there's no answer because you're not taking it seriously. Well, no, because we you didn't frame the question. But, but like, if you find a dead body, you have to tell someone about it. But the question is, no, what you, tell you, then, yeah, what do you like, then do with it? Is what you mean? I suppose you just call. You can't do any. You've got to call authorities, and then they decide, yeah. isn't it? It's a set process. I don't know. Of, can you like keep it if it's older than like 200 years old? Like, can well, you can keep you keep it? anything? If I if I find something in the ground now, a, a gold nugget from whatever, oh, not a nugget, a coin. Is that yours? What's the rules? Yeah, okay, no, it's, it's not. Queensland. It's not yours, although there is a pathway to which you could possibly right, be yeah. compensated for it. And it's, it's something called the Portable Antiquities Scheme, and it was put together, oh gosh, I don't know how long ago now, uh, probably a couple decades ago, but it was developed to solve just this problem because it's in everybody's interest right, yeah. to have fines donated yeah. to yeah, course, the British yeah. Museum or wherever. Good of the nation. Yeah. 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 And so basically to cut to the chase of it, I, well, I, no, I could tell a fun story, but I'll save it. Okay. Um, I, I was involved in researching one of these ones, which was kind of cool. And it was a big bucket of coins basically. Oh. Anyway, 
Yeah, you have to report it right. and it gets researched. And if the land on which the treasure was found can be associated with a private owner, it's due to them. There's certain ways in which some of it is, is owed to the crown, but okay. the finder can benefit right, from yeah. it sometimes. It's yeah, because museums buy it, they can even give you money, can't they? Oh, yeah, it. yeah, they often will. Have you, have you done money digs, like an actual dig? Oh, yeah, yeah. And have you ever found anything? You always find something. That's actually the most common question. I, I, I promise you, you stick a shovel in the ground, you're going to find something. Well, Is yeah. it what you were looking for? Honestly, Might probably not. Yeah, there's that too. There's that too. Because you can't go onto a beach and thing <clears throat> now anymore. Any, you need to have a license. To... You can. Well, there's yeah. mudlarkers, as they're called in the Thames. Yeah. You you have to get a license. Yeah, right, yeah. Because the Thames is 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 literally a gold mine. Right. I mean, yeah. it's full of. It's always washing stuff up. Okay. I mean, I knew a guy in New York, and he said, "If they ever drain the Hudson River, I said it's just an armory of weapons that's been thrown in there." I was, probably, I was yeah. thinking it's like that Simpsons episode where Kramer starts swimming in the Hudson. Oh, and, uh, well. and everyone's just like, what the hell is that smell? And he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, I'm in there. There's loads of guys in there swimming. Goes, Some of them aren't moving very much, but there's, there's loads of people there. <laughs> I did, I did years ago, I had to do this course, and uh, there was like seven or eight people there. And one of them, they gave their names, and somebody went, I know that name. And he went, yeah, we this, did this thing. And I can't remember the details, but basically he was in England, and he was, they were divers, and they found something, and it was in a ship. Under, it was only like a local thing. It, wasn't, it might have been up north. Um, but by some docks and he found it and then for a year him and his mates were just going and taking everything and he said we wasn't we knew we were doing wrong but he said like one of the things that we found some plaque he said I actually had it up on the harbour I put it up on the wall but then he got in a lot of trouble and like there was hundreds of thousands of pounds worth and yeah. I think there was 15 things that he took and they found 10 and his, like the others but they started grassing each other up that's what happened yeah. but he said there's still five that he said, this, this kind of stuff is kind of hard to fence you know yeah. I mean it's like you wonder these people who steal a Van Gogh painting and think yeah. they can like, why do they want to put yeah. it in their closet and look at it every now and then yeah, I mean, you've got to tell what? somebody otherwise wasn't there wasn't there a theory that when the Mona Lisa was stolen it was Picasso that had it was, it was somebody isn't the Mona Lisa really small it's had, really small I always thought somebody yeah. said no it's quite massively, small it's massively it's small and it's kind of dim and it, it's not that beautiful i yeah, gotta say I i'm understand. gonna go on record saying i don't get it <laughs> why why is it a, an expensive piece of art who painted it da vinci and what is it because it's here one of his um i think there's things to do with how it's but it was because it's leonardo da vinci right, yeah. so it's it's that's what you're kind oh, of, okay you know that's what the interest is because of the yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. There we no, go. No, really? I thought it was make... her smile. That... Yeah, it looks mystique. like she's in a bad mood. That's not a smile. Did you just make that up about the air thing? <laughs> you painted the air. <laughs> I've painted the air. But I think, I think the effect is that you can see air shimmering. But yeah. Okay. It's a bit, but like you see like the Venus, is it Venus de Milo? Yeah. Milo? And you're like, there's other statues just as good and they got fucking arms in them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're bothering <laughs> about. Like, honestly, yeah. you get in the bin. <gasps> oh, so, um, so have you found anything yourself? Yes, you always find that. I mean, but it's not what you think about. Yeah, but what what have you found? What have you? Most of it's broken. Right. Let me let me let you in on the big big secret of archaeology. It's digging up other people's trash and trying to put yeah. it back together. It's like some puzzle without the picture on the cover of the box. Right, yeah. You know, you don't you don't dig up these beautiful whole things in most. Sites. I grew up in farmland just... and I did nothing other than just wander around the farmland and I dug up what was a load of broken reddish crockery. But because yeah. I just had no teachers or anything like that, I just didn't. And it's only now when I think back about it, I'm thinking, what were all 
those crockery that I've dug up? Like loads of it. Like, That's how they found the terracotta Did you try to put army. it back together? No, because I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a chimney or something. Uh, it's only like seven years ago when I suddenly realised, oh, that stuff I dug up, that must have been... Because it's all fields. I thought that must, must have been, been like, from Ikea. <laughs> I'll never forget one of my teachers. Just this is what I hate because I was listening to a, um, Stephen Fry and he was talking about he wanted to do something at school and he went to speak to his teacher who's an author and so-and-so with a PhD. And I thought, my teachers were like, they didn't go... I found something. It was a, I think <clears> I've said this before. It was a stone. You know, if you've got Play-Doh... Yes. Roll, and you rolled it mm-hmm. and it starts to go like that mm-hmm. it was a stone about that big perfectly flat oh. on all edges perfect and i remember taking it in i had it in my jacket and i took it into school and then she, she just said what was that and i said oh, i found this thing and she said oh it's fake and i thought oh it must be fake and i threw it away i thought bloody scumbag <laughs> low level and then and then then she picked it up the bin for 50 oh, grand yeah. <laughs> yeah, the you're like why did that teacher never but to come this back day, i think it? What? There was like no avenue for like life getting better. No one cared about what anyone was doing. It's a classroom of 30 people. That but the broken you know. crockery, but I thought like a, there was no avenue for me to sort of get that. I couldn't go, oh, what's this? And somebody got, oh, well, that, and then there could have been a dig. That's, what I said. that's, the, that's how they found the terracotta army. Because oh, right. people were visiting in that area. And they're like, your bowls look an awful lot <laughs> like pe- the upside down heads of yeah. some statues. Yeah. Because so, it was all, because oh, they just realize. found it all. And, yeah. Because it was all just completely covered up with fields. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, a farmer was out in his field and, yeah. and the dog ran into some opening and he chased the dog. And found, I mean, yeah, that's a stunning sight. Hmm. There was a, I was watching something on an archaeological dig and it, it was, um, they dug up tanks, right? Just, yeah, they saw, the, the weird thing was, they said, um, oh, it was more like a time team. It was like one of the yeah. BBC or whatever it was. And they, they somebody, they just, these nerds had assumed that through story, <laughs> no, it was like stories. And they pieced together privately with these guys that, oh, there must be tanks oh, here. Oh, some nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just cutting the story short. But it was people that weren't professionals that just had an interest in these okay. things. And a couple of mates. <clears throat> And then they went and paid for this private bloke who had the equipment. So he came down and they read these things because they the stories about tanks coming up. They were training here or something uh-huh. like that. But the thing was, it when they so they did this dig and it turned out, oh yeah, there's probably tanks in. They scanned and there was like twelve tanks buried. But the thing was, it was only like I think it was like the late seventies or, so, or the late sixties. But it was thirty feet underground. Like that's that how seems like an awful lot of work to hide a bunch of tanks. So that, when you... <laughs> you saw the hole to get this one tank out, I thought, and they got it out and they ch- they cleaned it all up, and and I thought, obviously it's heavy, but I thought that's thirty feet, and that's recent history. Thirty they, feet. They, did they just bury them after the war or something because they couldn't be bothered? Yeah, I think yeah to get rid of. But yeah. then the turn up there was like another. Six you don't you don't want them turning up in the black market. Yeah, though, yeah. Do you? yeah, I know. But they, I mean, they looked old. They were old, and they cleaned them up and all that. My grandpa's was a just... story when he was uh, after the war. He was the, the, you know they everyone's packing up and leaving. He was out in India, and uh, he was told to burn all these Spitfires. Hmm. He's burnt like <gasps> oh, 50, 60 wow. Spitfires because they were just withdrawing. You know what I mean? So like. But he's just like, and even even after the war, he's like, oh, could have could have tucked one of them in. Shouldn't have brought back that massive Tobleran. Uh, 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 take, take uh, taking the, the wing. You of don't the, know, though, do you? No, you never. Know. You know. No. But it was just it was fascinating to think just thirty foot down, and that's within our era. So for, think of what is really there, like all the answers, like just like. Well, I mean, it helps that we've got massive JCBs now. Yeah, no, but you're never going to know that. Not going to dig up stuff that you don't know. But it's just how much information is down there, just sat there. 
And that's 30 foot down in the 60s. So, like, forget it. It's like, well, we don't know anything. We're just putting things together. When you're talking about um, hieroglyphics, I say this and it's like people just wash over it. But do you not think we're Twitter and all that? We're literally going back to symbols. It's starting slowly. Yeah. But we would literally, and what happens is. Yeah, but I, words, letters are symbols. Uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's it's. It's cutting out the sentence just to a symbol. But what happens is you're losing language. So you're actually de-evolving because there's no nuance with a, a symbol with a symbol in it. There's no language there. Are we creating a more uh, casual language? Like there's sort of, as in there's kind of like formal and informal English, you know? What do you mean? Well, some some languages have this. Spanish has this. You know, they they have an informal um, uh, syntax or whatever, yeah. and you know, grammar, and they're formal. You know, they're formal ones. So um, formal, informal, and it's the same thing, sort of possibly with English, is that we are through social media and you know, computers and whatever, we're creating almost a subsection of informal English used to communicate by that. Yeah, but what happens is it's not an addendum. You're not getting an extra with the. What will happen is language will fall away. Because all you have to do is go, let's just look at it 200 years, 200 years, oh, 200 years. Oh, I don't years. think it'll fall um, away. I mean, or it, a second two classes of people. Well, you can only uh, yeah. say so many things. I mean, I guess, are you suggesting that maybe we run the risk of regressing to the point that we can only say, you know, me, Tarzan, you, Jane, but, I mean, again I, soon, I, yeah, but, you know? There was a program about nuclear war. You remember when the spate came out in the uh, 70s? Threads, yeah, about, threat. yeah, there was an American one, there's an English one. What's the American one? It's uh, the last day or the, the day after. Isn't the it? day oh, after. The that day, was, yeah. All those shows, those, those still Depressing. give me nightmares. But the, yeah. the, the British one, there was a few, but one of them at the end, they did this thing where they skipped forward 100 years. Like, they're not only one of them did it, where... Um, but people like language had fallen away because there was no need to talk about art and all that and they went forward a hundred years and people had reverted very very quickly to like a language hmm. of like it was almost grunting where it was food and water and thing because there was no need for the language i don't think that that's the case we use more words like the average child has more vocabulary than shakespeare did like there's a, I can't remember the exact figure, but the amount of words that he oh, no. in. All yeah, the but what I'm saying is, well, they're now going backwards. It has been that. I don't. Believe you might. There might be a shift, but then you would still need the nuance. You'd, no. Well, as, as I, I said, I, I think it's 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 sort of more possibly creating a subset of of English. You know, as I said, because other language, uh, Fran uh, French, France, the French uh, do this as well. You know, I mean, they have sort of the more formalized. Two and uh, two. Also, yeah, but they have sort of more formalized sort of uh, French, and then they sort of have this slang French. We do verbally in this country. I mean, like we do probably talk. I probably I talk differently to my friends or to you know people, you know, informally like I know than I would to my boss or the. The, the vicar or whoever or my uh, my elderly aunt or whatever um I, I, I sort of you know turn that down a bit and, and even when especially when you're talking to maybe someone who's not uh, born in england i'm sure i don't know do you ever have uh, issues <laughs> understanding us oh, oh the common language that divides us yes oh no <laughs> <laughs> I, I i when i talk to kids i because i i just watched the grade the gradient that was sliding down and i i sometimes when at the gym and i'm talking to them and i'm telling you now as they're speaking, I can hear the gaps where they don't know the words to use. I can see it. They're, they're, they're used to the very, very basic language. And that's what I mean. Nobody's watching it. It happens so slowly. But I'm, I'm talking to them and you can hear them trying to form the, what they're trying to say. And you think, oh, you didn't know what word to use there. So you use that instead. That's happening now. That really is happening. How it's not an accidental people, thing. Sorry? How old were they? Old, 18, 19, 20s. I'm not talking about kids. Oh. I'm telling you, I'm talking to people and I can see them using words and i'll tell you what 
it happens to adults as well because when I was fluctuating with life when I was doing this and having to go back to like cash in hand basic basic jobs that nobody wants to do and you could see the language shift where they only had certain words where they would use a word that they didn't really mean but they'd heard it and it sounded similar <laughs> and I would hear it going his vocabulary is a, like down here he doesn't know he's never used words before and the word that he could have said there he used a word that doesn't really mean that but he's the nearest word he knows and kids are doing it I, th now. I think you get a lot of dog breeders now what's that uh, uh, Malaprop, you know, Malaprop where people are, yeah, people are using words that sound like. Oh no, this is like it's they're not. They're, they're, some of them can't read and things like that. But I've noticed it in kids well, now. That's and why their vocabulary is limited? No, because I, I'll tell you another thing. So as I said, why I think I learned a lot about people is because when I did start to change my life, it took so long between doing all this and then when I did fix everything, deciding to do something else, which took another ten years. But I still needed the money, so I had to keep going back down to that sort of work, and. I would notice, and not for months, I'm talking about for years, I noticed that I started to forget certain words. Like I'd be talking to someone and go, oh, I haven't used that word for years. Like, what was the thing? And I, I, I thought, oh, my God, I'm literally going like I can feel it. I noticed my my dietary habits were changing because I was early morning, everything. And I, well, your I brain can get a bit flabby. Like if, like you, like if but your body, what whatever, but you know, you don't, don't exercise. Like, yeah, you don't use a brain. But with like, young yeah. people, it's it's happening really quickly and nobody's keeping an eye on it. And then when you add in the symbol problem where people are now just going at, to, house, thing, that. Eggplant emoji. Yeah, eggplant emoji. Word, language doesn't stay there. <laughs> it falls Not away. I, I, what I'm struck by is how much consumption of media has shifted from the written word to watching a screen or listening with kids and i don't know maybe that plays into that a little bit well, I, I i watched them um, uh there was like louis theroux documentaries and he's often going to american louisiana and things like that mm. and i telling you now if you, you could go like it would do things in louisiana specifically i don't know why but then uh, there'll be one 10 years later and you can hear the language change where it's almost they're not separating the words anymore it's loud, tall, loud, there, and very loud. And you go, I now don't. <laughs> is but that, you can is watch that just a region? No, but is that just a region, maybe? Because no. I'm sure we could go to like. Well, the regional can... differences, yeah, yeah, the US are, are so vast that it's almost like it's not the same language. No, but it, it's, it's beyond. It, it's it's beyond often the, the gang things. But you, I, I'm telling you, if you watch it now, you can go back and you can hear how you. It, and you can also see it being used in music videos as well. It, you hear the language change from there to there and then from there it goes to kids and then to there and you can hear them so like kids here now you can hear them when they start speaking americanisms and they say cops instead of police and things like that feds like, they're yeah. hopos feds yeah, yeah well someone said i heard some <laughs> said in five o. I think i guarantee he doesn't even know what five o means he's only you know but that's so smart. that's because of culture isn't it yeah that's yeah but i mean one it's not that that's the, the difference of words but what i'm saying is they are definitely the words are becoming less and less and less. And what I'm worried is that you'll always have a private education system. So I'm worried it's a two tier thing. One isn't changing because those kids at the top, they ain't changing. They ain't saying in it and blah, blah, blah. Because they have to stay the way they are because they go from there to there to there. It's only the people at the bottom where everything starts to fall away. And you see that there's a tear in society because they're not changing. Poor people, it goes down. I'm telling you, I've noticed this for about three or four years. Young people, the, the language. Are you trying down. to tell me that the, the rich upper classes have a better education than the? No, yeah, no but what I'm saying possible. is more Sorry. stable. It's more stable. It. They can't get away with using certain things. Mm. I've said this before. This stayed with me. I was listening to a radio show. Um, oh, it was probably about like 15 years ago now, and they were talking about language or something like that. And um, the guy had 
he said he phoned in and he'd been in recruitment for 30 years like hiring people okay and he said what i would always have since the day dot he said i'd always do certain things to test young people that are coming through because usually young people and he said the waiting room i always made sure i used the room as my office with the spy hole where i could see in the waiting room because i wanted to see how they acted outside before they came in and um he said year by year by year he said when it first started they used to speak one way outside and when they came in like the, the switch went, and they so realized i'm saying the informal they had and the formal speak. and he yeah. said year by year by year the difference between them being outside and inside has got less and less. And he said, so this is like over 10 years ago now. He said, now they come in, they couldn't give a damn who I am. They come in, the questions that he said, they come in and say, how much am I going to get? And what, how much do it actually goes into my account? And he said, they're talking to me like they would outside. He said, he said, I watched it happen. Like the, they now don't care any difference between who that, because to them, the world revolves around them now. Whereas before well, you would put on pretenses. Is that about language? I mean, just listening to what you're saying, it seems to me. That wasn't a, just about language. It yeah. was about attitude. Well, of, it's you know. actually, uh, I think there's a, a broader sense that there's a sense of entitlement uh, in, in certain <laughs> groups in society. There certainly is that well, idea in the got, United States. You can get everything you want from millennial your phone. thing. Well, and everything, it's instant gratification. Mm, yeah. And um, no, but now children have been abused. Okay, that they've now walking around like the world. I should be a celebrity, and I shouldn't have to work. Well, for everyone it. wins, and it got happened I mean, slowly, country, happened very slowly. Problem. But now it is ridiculous. It is mental. When I'm in, it's <laughs> great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> no, it's like abuse. What you are. when I'm in the gym and I see people exercising, and they've got their mobile phone in the hand, yeah. and I watch it. I watch it from one person to two people. It would be in the change room. Then one person had it in the gym. Then it wouldn't be when they're doing that, but it would be that. But now it is when they're doing that. Now they're on the squat machine right. and they're doing. And now it is. I'm exercising. Drop the weight and get back onto the phone as if the exercise is getting in the way of being on the phone. I saw the other day. It's it's multiple times every single day, and no one says this is mental. Like this is like um. I think we do go. It's mental, but I just think I don't care. You're just saying let it burn. Yeah, I'm just I like can't stand it. It's just the. It's the the curse of Cassandra. I keep going on about it. It's like you're watching everyone run to the edge of a cliff. And I go, would somebody please control society? No. I can download my programs onto my tablet and watch them like when I'm on the bus. That is genius. Like, but every time you're looking at the screen, you're, 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 things, I keep saying this to me, you're, you're held in by your experiences. You're not you. I know this from me and other people going up and down society. You're held in. When you stop, doing things like talking to strangers and going to places you don't know and feeling... When you put headphones on and stare at a screen, what you think you is falls away. And all you have to do is flick forward 50 years. Everyone's suffering with anxiety. People, We said this before about them, um, people being scared, young people being scared of um, uh, doorbells ringing or people phoning them on a phone. That's in it's one like, generation. You can do that on a phone? <laughs> yeah, that's happening in one generation. That's one generation. Yeah. Just the no, I, guys so go for like 100 years, everything will be no, from I'm, that I'm kind of with Theo on this that I, I find it a little bit um, disconcerting. I, I think that the individual isolation, I mean, there, there's a definite trend to that. Everybody's much more inward looking than even mm. five years yeah, ago. Yeah, and everything, and one that happens there anxiety goes up here. I said this before, right? It annoys me every time I go into the gym where one of the gyms I go to, I notice an advert and it's saying about being safe. This is your safe space. Blah, blah. In every advert, the word safe came up six times. You, we want people to feel safe. This is a, blah, blah, for a safe space. We, we accept all the um, sexuality. You are safe. So for, if you want this, you can call the safe number. I thought 
safe, safe, safe. That's six, and it's every half an hour because I think they're trying to get everyone that they assume everyone's going to be for at least half an hour. So they play. But what happens is when you hear that, your body assumes out there isn't safe. That's what happens to the human being. It's not, oh, it's safe in here. No, what you're hearing is it's safe here, you're safe here, you're safe here. It's like brainwashing. It's a, it's a little bit uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, isn't it? Well, yeah, all of a sudden literally... you're just thinking of it like, wait, wait, what what should I be wearing? But, but the what, it's the thing, the safe, the safe, you're safe. You, you go, but that creates outside, you're not. It's that, like you said, nobody looks further than past the bloody end of their well, nose. What does that create? This is, oh, our, this is our problem, is that we are uh, probably old enough between us to remember the before times before the internet yeah and like before mobile phones oh, yeah. and all that and like yeah. and and you know unfortunately moving forward you know we will, we will be the last people who'd probably do we'll be know? those ones in uh, the matrix we'll be like oh born born in zion look yeah, i don't yeah, have yeah. the plugs <laughs> but everything's everything has gone inside your, your food deliveries dating apps the, the the communicating through zoom which is the big thing now because that was a really a changing moment where People think, oh, it'd be great working at home. Yeah, okay. And um, oh, in in thirty years, are we going to have documentaries about anxiety and people can't go out the house because they're scared of people? You are taught to be scared of everyone now. You think when did it happen? When did a stranger become a threat? Like somebody you don't know become a threat because it never used to be well, like I, that. I, I don't know. I well, I'm a woman. Sorry. Yeah, I that, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say nope. And I've lived in some you know places in New York City where I felt scared a lot of the time no yeah i understand that but i i i think that um this this way in which we are not used to interacting in the way we did even two years ago before covid really it has impact and it's real and anxiety is just one yeah that was another thing that changed that but if we all start doing this and just another thing of you can do it at home then yeah. a society, well, one awkward, generation. Awkwardness. I feel like there's an awkwardness. I mean, when I have to get dressed to go out, I honestly do sort of think about it a little more than I used to. It's but like, see, that's a... what should I wear? I, I will not use the rota of sweatpants that I've been wearing yeah. for the last three months. Yeah, we actually like, oh, yeah, that jumper has an awful lot of food on it. I, I probably just... shouldn't wear that out. Yeah, It's just, will somebody do something? It's exhausting. You don't have to worry about it. <sighs> But I just want to relax and, and, let it, and let it happen. And I think everyone's most... petrified <laughs> yeah, and can't happen. go out of the house. Everything's indoor. Windows have now become tinted because people are looking through windows and it's scary to have some a two-way window. Yeah, it'll, 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 go, it'll go mental. It'll just be, and everyone will be just doped up on what was that noise? What was that noise? What was the thing? Oh, somebody's calling. Me. Oh, it's a text as a threat. You know, you go, but why, why don't we fix it now when you can see it happening? Have you ever seen the movie um, Surrogates? No. What's that? It's not very good, but it does have... <laughs> it's a latter day. It's a latter day Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's so it's Bruce the... Willis in a wig. Um, it's in that time. Oh, that actually was... sounds kind of fun. Tell us about that. It is about this thing where they have like everyone has like a little pod in their in their house, yeah, and then they go. get in the little pods, and then they like <sighs> VR control someone who. Oh. So look, they have a sort of robot, robot body that avatar. goes up, and they just sit and they sit inside all day, and they just in this like VR pod. Sounds thing. like the metaverse. Um, yes, I mean it is. It, but the idea is that, that you can go out physically and you sort of feel everything, don't you? So rather than it being oh, VR, right. you're an avatar. Oh. Yeah, well there you go. It's like avatar, or whatever. Yeah, you're yeah. sort of experiencing everything, like Matrix. You're experiencing everything for the first time. But like, it's it's a shame. Cause it's not. It's an interesting concept. Not a very good film. <laughs> like, it's not the best. but but it's it's really interesting concept in that. But like, it doesn't explore it. 
and it gets all muddled, but it doesn't explore it. But, but that's yeah. what's happening. That's what. Yeah. That, I mean, but yeah. why don't we sort it now? This. Why does everything have to go extreme before? And they do documentaries. Go. Well, we never knew it was going to happen. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. It's going to happen. Like everyone's medical. But do you think we'll be self-reflexive enough at that point to actually look at it? That's sort of what I wonder about. It's like being a frog boiled slowly. These changes are so gradual. Yeah. And, and then, I'm surprised it happened. it's happening faster because I watch it year to year, especially with young people. I see the drop off. I see the more. I Sometimes I'll, I'll go to, I'm t- I'll go to speak to somebody in the gym and they're petrified as if like, why is this person talking to me? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm just asking like. And it's like, is that what's is that, going on? Yeah, like, you're a big, you're a big guy. Just, no, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just saying. See, yeah. I could back up your story, which annoys me more because people have said like, oh, I threatened them. I'm thinking, no, no, no. I can't even what's, raise my what's voice. What's that, lassie? There's someone down the well. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, um, we didn't even get a chance to talk about. Right, look, we've got five minutes. You've got Great. five minutes. Okay. So, so yeah, obviously we've all been keeping abreast of. Um, of what's been going on abroad um and you know and yeah we'll have to tackle that another time and the slap Let's, well he's there's been two slaps vladimir and putin and uh, uh what's his name that's the big slap yeah you that's want the, to talk about the, little slap, the right? slap. well okay yeah. i think that will smith did the world a huge favor and he, no. li- he lifted the world's spirits in a very dark time took all our minds off all this nuclear war and you know fake no Russia. Uh, you know what i said about another down step in society that you have to watch out for that was another one Somebody got smacked in the mouth on the Oscars, <laughs> and it's sad because once again, the 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 right wing of these worlds have been given another a, a black man attacking another black man, and go, another thing to point out. Go look, there you go. Look, look what they're like. I did that's, see a tweet. Someone saying to the effect, "Yeah, of, there you go." So did you? Okay, now it's see, the worst I, thing. That's actually that's disturbing too because I actually haven't seen that so much as just this. Whole... Oh well, I saw it. It was from it was some, from someone who was black saying, "This is exactly yeah. Yeah, what this they is what say we about." Yeah. Yes, oh, oh, oh yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, Denzel Washington too, right? I mean, but that's what. First thing I thought, of, of I thought, oh, people. some people are going to love this. They're going to love watching this. I, I mean, I'm glad Sydney Poitier wasn't there I, to I, fucking I sit in the audience. Really think I broke down barriers. Puff Daddy had to appeal for calm. Okay, like this <laughs> is the world we live in now. Like Puff Daddy was the voice of reason here. Yeah, but I don't think that incident was about race. So it, it's all no, about no. just rich, powerful people behaving badly oh, because no, it's they not think about they race. can do whatever it's, they want. The, it's putting another yeah. bit of ammunition I mean, in people. Yeah, well, that's absolutely true. It's now the thing is, as I said. He would have okay. I thought fair play. He bitch slapped Chris Rock, right? That's pretty funny, yeah. And Chris Rock was like, "Oh, okay. Um, I'll just stand well, here and try he not makes to cry." A living taking like... pot shots at people. I mean, the comment was really, really uncool. I, I mean, no, it was you just can't. Plain... See, you can't have any yeah, but that's no. no the no, thing no, is that Chris doesn't... Rock did um on one of his most famous stand ups, and I thought about that when uh, when I saw the news. It says um he was talking about because uh, this is the kind of level of humor he was talking about um the murder of uh, Nicole Brown Smith and was it Ron? I forget the name of her uh, boyfriend. Gold, Gold, Ron Goldman, Goldman, I believe that is, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and he does a whole bit about how um, he's not saying he agrees with OJ killing them, but he understands. <laughs> so I watched that and I went, well, I don't agree with Will Smith punching you in the face there, but I understand. I understand. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But this is all... He nearly, okay, he nearly pulled it off, right? Because if he'd have slapped, if he'd slapped him and he sat down and just gone, yeah, what? What? He, he should have just done that. No, just like gone like from across there. Just gone. Okay, yeah. No, he should have sat down and go. Go on, go ahead, make another joke, yeah. right? And then, and then done like um, Eddie Murphy in um, uh, Doctor Thingy, Doctor Doolittle, yeah. 
and just sat in the back and laughed his ass, going, ha, 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 laughed his ass off at his Do you know routine. what they should have and done? Like, in a weird, weird, threatening way, yeah? But, but uh, what, listening to... But he fucked it up, right? Crying during his acceptance speech, yeah. That oh, that that's that's the yeah. that that's that's the icing on the cake. Well, but his son, his son tweeted, "That's how we do it." Fun oh, sort no. of did. There you that. go. So another step. And he down. did that right in real time. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, yeah, because because again, my mate, my mate was like, yeah. He goes, God, I feel really bad for his parents, you know, the, the kids and stuff and his family. Like, imagine, the, you know, it must be really embarrassed. You know, your dad just got in a fight with some dude. And like, and then I saw them afterwards and they were like, yeah, they were absolutely fine. You know, they, and I was like, dude, that was a normal Sunday for them. <laughs> like yeah. seeing their dad like punch <laughs> and like there was a and cry over something like, you know, over like the family honor. Like this is like a rate. This is a normal morning for them. Like, but there was a joke in that film um, after Earth because is because Will Smith plays a strong militant general. We will wrap up very quickly. Yeah. And, see you go on, go on, go on. and they were joking that there's basically a documentary about their lives because every time Jaden Smith wants to do anything, uh, Will Smith just goes, Are you asking my permission? Yes, sir. Denied! <laughs> like that. And that's the. But we've, the, just the, so we know now, a line has been drawn further down. We've gone one step down where right. now somebody's getting a smack in the mouth on the Oscars because somebody made a joke, which is another thing now. Oh, the joke thing. We're not allowed to have humor anymore. Yeah. Another little step down. Just note it down. Okay, because I hate all these things. Note it down in your logs. Write it down. We watched it. Another step down. I know we're supposed to be stopping, but I gotta just say, as a woman, you know, and and a woman who's about Jada Pinkett Smith's age, if somebody made fun of my alopecia in front of billions of people, I'd be sad too. I wouldn't want my partner to punch them out. But that was kind of a low blow. It just was. I don't think she's not funny. I thought. I I thought he's getting some tonight. Like that. That's. No. What I, I thought they're gonna have. I don't know. I don't know. She's like a tough. Girl. And you slap Chris. Rock, you slap Chris Rock on the Oscars. <laughs> you're getting. You're getting some decent sex. From <laughs> listening to the autobiography of him and how that everything with them came about and who she is, which I mentioned before, actually, she was probably more. I don't need you to do that sort of thing for me. I guarantee. It. And he's very much an actor. He says in the first line of his autobiography, he's like, "I'm an act. Everything's an act." And you see when he's laughing at that what's happening. And he suddenly realizes she looks miserable. Oh, I better get up and do something. She, That's an she act. Gave him, well, she gave him that look. I, and also, I think that the slap was not for possibly for that joke. I think it was for the first joke because he there was that lady, and she basically called him a cuck. And like he's like ha ha ha. What was that? What? Oh, there was a joke beforehand about they sort of loosely mentioned their open marriage and. Um, oh, I didn't. Hear oh that. yes, yes, yes. And oh. it was. I think that that but was. But they talk about. Not fair game because they laughing. talk about it all the time. Yeah, but I he, mean that's sort of like the I'm, I'm famous. You're making my life miserable because you stalk me. Well, mm, he has know. cuck rage. Okay, like because yeah. you know I just think like yeah, I'm not sure he's entirely happy with this situation. And I have to say it's sort of built up into so you know we you sometimes I, I can't remember, but there are some t- types of rages people have. You know, yeah, but he had two <laughs> long walks. Got rabbit <laughs> rage. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. He's about yeah. to get up and slap right. me across. The- Right, so just make a note of it that on that date, society went down one step. So whenever now the next person starts to do something on the stage and then that person starts to do it, there we go. But remember, it started here. Somebody walked up for the first time and smacked somebody in the mouth on the Oscars, regardless of what it was about. Um, so that was it. All right, okay. All right, Krim's got the mic bike going. Okay, right, so that's the show. So that was your show, uh, Dr. Cameron. So you're going to come back and help us out with the, uh, the, the interviews and things like that, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, imagine, if you, imagine if you'd said no that would have yeah. been incredible said, well, just, let's talk about it credit, yeah. oh that's it well anyway that's the show we'll be back uh, within a week probably hit it around. 
You could be larger than life 